Good morning. The appointed psalm this morning is Psalm number 59, which you can find in your black psalter in your pew. Standing, we'll read this responsibly. Deliver me from my enemies, O my God. Protect me from those who rise up against me. Even now they lie in wait for my life. The mighty stir up strife against me. For no transgression or sin of mine, O Lord. O my strength, I will watch for you. For you, O God, are my fortress. Each evening they come back, howling like dogs and prowling about the city. But I will sing of your might. I will sing aloud of your steadfast love in the morning. For you have been a fortress for me and a refuge in the day of my distress.
Good morning. Today's reading comes from Romans 13, verses 11 to 14. Besides this, you know the time, that the hour has come for you to wake from sleep. For salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. The night is far gone, the day is at hand. So then let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Four years ago, I came to Harvard prepared for war. Teachers and friends had all congratulated me with a note of caution. Beware, Paul, Harvard will change you. They're liberal, they're arrogant, they're godless. Don't turn into one of them. So I came to Harvard armed with Romans 13. At the venerable age of 18, I knew I had much to learn, but I also believed I could discern wrong from right as I could black from white. I was confident in my God and by his light, I would walk properly as in the daytime, away from orgies and drunkenness, sexual immorality and sensuality, quarreling and jealousy. I would be good and I would be strong, but I wasn't strong enough. Hard as I fought, there were dents in my armor I could no longer ignore. One by 100, those beliefs and values I had taken for granted as universal became social constructs, open to change and to challenge. Why did I go to church on Sundays? Why did I trust policemen? Why monogamy? Why America? Why gender? No one had prepared me for this. I didn't have any answers, or rather, the answers were too obvious in my mind to put into words. This was my world because my world was this. From the moment I walked onto this campus, the path that had been straight and narrow was broadening and branching until I no longer knew where to turn. When I wanted someone to tell me what I was meant to do, Harvard told me I could do anything. This wasn't really comforting. If you could do anything, if you could be anyone, how did you know who you were supposed to be or what you were supposed to do? So this was how they got you. It wasn't the frontal attack I'd expected, but rather siege warfare. Question by question, they'd wear you down until you no longer knew right from wrong. The godlessness I had been warned about wasn't actively embracing sin, but rather losing oneself in the gray areas. So I decided this wasn't a fair fight and I wasn't gonna play anymore. Each time my beliefs were challenged, I would stammer and splutter and prove myself a fool. I grew frustrated and ashamed. Clearly I was not eloquent or clever enough to defend my God and all I knew him to be. But if I wasn't going to convince anyone of anything, I was damn sure not going to give anyone else the chance to change my mind. So this was my armor, willful ignorance. Thus protected, I was proud and I was sure, and I was frankly miserable. It turns out this approach is rather isolating. Shut away in my coffin single in Canada, I could pretend I didn't care what others thought. I had God and I had Romans 13, and that was all that mattered. Had I only been eloquent or clever enough to convince myself, this talk would have gone another way. As it was, however, this unhappy arrangement crumbled in the February of my freshman year. Three weeks into spring semester, I lost my grandfather. It was upsetting, but not shocking. He was over 90, and I could accept that his long and happy life had come peacefully to an end. He was joining my grandmother in a better place. After a flying trip home, I was back in time for Monday classes. I was fine. Tuesday evening, my mother calls. My aunt had had a heart attack. She was dead before they found her. I had to come home again. This time, I faced a very different scenario. This time, my armor failed. My aunt had died young, leaving six children with an estranged father, massive debt, and a legal and emotional mess my father spent two years trying to resolve. Yet my aunt had been a woman of great faith. She went to church, she said her prayers, she knew right and wrong as I did. Yet here she was at the end of a life I wouldn't wish upon anyone. This didn't seem right or good or fair. Back in Cambridge, I grabbed dinner with my friend Kim. I couldn't face another night alone in my room, but I also felt vulnerable, and I really had no attention to discussing with the last few weeks. No one here knew about my grandfather or my aunt, and I wanted it to stay that way. Well, somehow, somewhere, I slipped, and a topic came up. And then the inevitable happened. Kim asked a question. Why funerals? And I started laughing, from shock, from amusement, and mostly from fatigue. It was a question I never asked, since it was something I never thought needed explanation. Yet when pushed, I found a reason. Why funerals? Because it was what you did. 
And when faced with the inexplicable, simply having something to do was enough. This wasn't the only reason. It may not have been the right reason, but it was my reason. So I came to Harvard ready to learn, but not ready to change. Now I'm leaving Harvard without the answers I'd expected, but at least willing to admit that I don't always have the right reason, or any reason at all. I am vulnerable as I never was before. Yet in losing my armor, I found all of you. You challenged me to question and explore, and instead of disappearing and becoming something less than I was. Somehow in finding you, I found me. So thank you. Let's pray. God, we give thanks for our speaker this morning and for our speaker's message. We give thanks for this community and the people in this room. There is love in this room and strength and support were held in you in this community. For these things we give thanks. Amen. Let's pray together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Standing, let's sing together. O Master, let me walk with thee. Hymn number 314 in your red hymnal.
been reading the Psalms a lot lately, and there's this line in Psalm 30 that I, every, every part of which I love. It says, oh God, you established me strong as the mountain. And it may take each other to realize this about ourselves, but that's the line I'll leave you with. God, you established us strong as the mountain. So go in peace. Amen.